from the Boomer and the Babe studio at the Feeding Arizona building in Youngtown, Arizona, it's time for Success or Failure with Tom and Terry. Success or Failure is the show that gives you methods and principles to guide you to your best business and your best self. Now here are Tom Legering and Terry Munther. Welcome to the Tom and Terry Success or Failure, The Choice is Yours show. We are broadcasting from the Sun City Country Club here in Sun City, Arizona. It's 9 o'clock on April 30th, 2014. Terry won't be joining us today. He's doing his uh, work as he's a Ph.D. in education. He was a... uh, Superintendent of Schools in the state of Washington, and he's working there today, so he won't be able to join us. But he's helping, what he's doing now in his retirement is giving back to a small local school around Spokane, Washington, where he can help out and they can get the services of of a high-paid, highly paid uh, superintendent of schools that assist them to get their program on a proper track. And really that's what we should be doing with our retirement time when we're trying to figure these things out. I am Tom Legring. Uh, My son and I authored the book, Success or Failure, The Choice is Yours. We're very happy to say that, that we're having some pretty good luck with the book, and I want people to understand you can go to our website, Success or Failure, The Choice is Yours, successorfailure.org, and it's www.successorfailure.org, and look us up. And um, you can purchase the book, or you can just read some excerpts from it. Um, The idea is to contact us and to see how we can help you become a success. I'm in the process now of a a rewrite. The book's about four years old, and 99% of the book is just fine, but I'm thinking of even changing the name to instead of success or failure, I'm thinking about having failure or success. The choice is yours. Do you realize that most people, because of their actions, choose failure? Now think about that. Did you get up this morning and say, Let's see, how can I fail today? What can I do to make sure that I am not as productive as I can be? And uh, those are are things to really look at. 95% of people will finish their, their economic life at a place where they cannot give back. They're not able to help other people because they're not able to help themselves. They're living on their Social Security, and nothing's wrong with that. I'm, I'm not criticizing. I'm just saying the choice is yours. The choice is yours. I'm, I'm going to be 76 years old, so um, I've made a lot of choices, and some of them are really dumb. When I look back at them, and my kids will say, well, I don't want to take all the risk you took because, well, yes, you can make mistakes. Well, the whole point of life is 
not being crushed by your failures, by embracing your failures, by taking your failures and trying to put something together with your life where when it's over and you write your obituary, you don't want to say, this person lived and they ate 550,000 hamburgers and they did this and they did, and then they died. If you want to be part of the American tradition and the American dream, a lot of people think of it as the white picket fence and the house in the suburbs is the American dream. No, that is not the American dream. That's what the government has been trying to sell us. The American dream is to become totally productive, self-sufficient individuals, people that know what they want, and understand that the government is not there to help us achieve what we want. In spite of what they try to do, oh, we'll take you from cradle to grave, and you can just take whatever you want. This new Obamacare, which is wonderful, as I get to be 76, there's probably 30 or 40 operations that I will no longer be able to receive from the government because I'm too old. I don't need hip replacements. I don't need knee replacements, et cetera, et cetera. So it's, if I was dependent on the government to help me, I would be in pretty dire straits. So the point is it's my choices. My choices led me to where I am today, which is, quite frankly, is a pretty happy place. And as you can see, I sometimes ramble, and since Terry's not here to keep me on track, I will, I will move around in my, my ideas. But one of the things I am going to talk about later in the show is discussing how to become happy and understand that we individually, you individually, are in charge of you being happy. It's not what other people do or say that makes you happy or should. You should have enough confidence in yourself to understand that it's you that's doing everything that you want to have happen. Uh, I would like to say to everyone right now, too, that this is blog talk radio. That means that what I'm saying now will be archived, so you can listen to them at your own time. But if you have any questions about Business. I'm a score certified score mentor. Um, that means I work for the government. I'm from the government. I work for a program that's sponsored by the government. I'm a volunteer, which means I don't get paid. Uh, and I'm here to help you, and it's free. So the idea is that uh, this coming Saturday, which will be... Uh, May the 3rd, I will be at the Glendale, Arizona Library on uh, Brown and 59th Street, uh, and I'll be there from 12.30 to 3.30. It's first come, first serve. People come in and want to talk about a business. Sometimes I make a class out of it. Sometimes I'll have 10 or 12 people there, and sometimes I'll just have one or two, and I can take in-depth study about their business and what they're trying to produce, but I do that, uh, and I'm a score counselor. You can also reach me at uh, uh, my my main email is tom at suncitycountryclub.org. 
I'm, uh, my family owns the country club here in Sun City, and I'm the CEO of it. Uh, we're trying to restore it to be a community asset. So I want you to know that you can reach all of the – see, I'm circling back to what I was talking about, which is the uh, blog talk radio. You can look up all of our shows. We've been doing this for about four years now, and uh, you can go in and look. Uh, at blogtalkradio.com, that's www.blogtalkradio, all one word, dot com, backslash, boomer and babe. And you can look up our shows and see um, different things that we've talked about over time. You can hear this show if you don't have time now to hear it all today. You can tune into it and listen to it. So that's what Blog Talk Radio is. It's archive. The information comes out and individuals get to look at it and think about it. And then they get to move on to, uh, well, here's here's a question. Okay, now I heard what he had to say. Now how do I make this work for me? And so today, if you have a question, I want you to feel free. Just dial in. It's one Nine one seven three eight eight four one six two. That's one nine one seven three eight eight four one six two. If you have any questions, you can call in right now, and uh, we'll be able to discuss things right over the air. Um, I I don't have a lot of people call in. Uh, but I do between 400 and 600 emails a day. Uh, probably 50 of them are related to different businesses that I'm involved in. So as a SCORE mentor and a person that helps other people with business, I'm fairly up on market conditions and market activity for businesses in the development stage and in the growth stage because I'm physically involved in uh, four different businesses at this time. Uh, Plus, I do about 30 hours a week, uh, 35 hours a week of uh, volunteer work. Um, So one of the things that I was going to talk about today is Eve's Place, which is a shelter for victims of domestic violence. And... For my audience, I would like you to understand that this is not just a women's issue or uh, it's a societal issue. There's one quarter, that means one in four people have been affected by domestic violence. About 10% of them, 15% are males, and most of them are women and children are affected by domestic violence. And uh, Eve's Place is a local shelter here. Uh, They have a a store here in Sun City, and they have shelters in different areas uh, of of this part of of Phoenix, Arizona. Um, And I go to one of the shelters, and I, I teach out of my book. I try to get people to understand what is it that we're trying to achieve how do you how do you get things uh, in your life so that you know what it is that you want? I mean, if somebody says, "Are you successful?" 
Are you happy doing what you're doing? And that's really what success is. It's not how much money you make. And I, I just can't tell you enough. In this country, there's such economic envy. Oh, I wished I had all their money, and then I would... You'd do what? Just like the people that win the lottery? Is that who you'd be? Uh, in five years, you're worse off than you were when you got started. These are these are things that, that you want to look at. If you... It's not the money that makes you happy. It's working toward things that people, if you make money, you have a product or service that other people wish to buy. And you can provide the service at a price that's less than what you sell it for. I mean, this is just as easy as it gets. But people think, oh, well, if I had a million dollars, what would you do with it? You would have a lot of friends for a short period of time, just like the lottery winners, and five years later you'd be worse off than the day you got started. So that's because when you go to win the lottery, do you have a plan? I mean, they ask people. You've, you've, we've all heard people say, oh, yes, I'm down here buying a lottery ticket. Well, what are you going to do when you win $100 million? Oh, well, I'm going to buy a car. Uh, uh, uh. They have no plan of what they were going to do. And so I'm just saying, it doesn't matter if you want $100 million and you're willing to build a business that goes there. Then I would suggest that you look at things like Shark Tank and the profit and really get some insight into how people actually run things. Look at bar rescue there's all kinds of shows now coming on tv to show people how to actually put things together um and being an entrepreneur there's there's so much help for you now when when i got together it was like the chamber of commerce you'd go and do networking and you'd find people that were in similar things that or businesses that could help what you're trying to do so and I'm not telling you that you have to be a business person, but I do want to tell you that in this country we have $4 trillion of debt by people who went to college. And that debt has to be paid. They can't get out of it. They can't go bankrupt and get out of it because you owe it to the government. They're not letting up. So you will owe that. So people graduating from college will have about a hundred to hundred and twenty thousand dollars of debt. Now these when you graduate from college, those are the years when you're supposed to be productive, you're starting to raise money, you don't have a family yet, you got things going for you and you're building a business or you're building a, a corporate or career path. Those are things that you really want to do and you want to make make your money. But you're being stifled because you've got to make payments on this debt. So this $100,000 that you have to earn to pay back your schooling for a job that is not paying as much as there's some degrees that aren't worth the paper they're printed on. So if you can't get a job that's good enough to pay, you should look to becoming an entrepreneur. 
And to that effect, one of the things that we do is we're working with, at Eve's place, I work with victims of domestic violence, and I try to get them to see themselves as a business. Because I ask almost to the person, I say, what is the one thing that you want to do? Now, I'm talking to victims of domestic violence. These are people that have gone through some really devastating things, physically and mentally. They've been abused. So I say, what do you want to do? And they say, oh, I want to help other people. And it dawned on me that that's kind of a pattern because the predators that prey on these people, they're looking for people that want to help others. And then they take advantage of them and take all of your drive away from you so that they can abuse you. And those are... So how do you get out of that cycle? How do you break that cycle? The main thing is you don't go back to your predator. But the other side of it is... You have to look at yourself as a business. I want to do things. It's not just get a job. It's get a job and save 10% of my money so that I eventually will be able to invest. So that means if I only make 200 a week, i got to put $20 away. i got to put it away, and some banks won't even allow you to do it. So what? how do you do that? Well, maybe you go buy a couple of silver coins every week or you buy something that's going to have some store of value for you. And the idea is that if you can open a bank account, I highly recommend that. And as I've said when I first got married, what I did, because I was on the program of saving 10%, I would take the checks that I would get, and when I write it in, I got $160 a week as a carpenter. And... That's when I work full-time. So I put in, instead of $160, I would go, I would put down uh, $160, and then I would minus $16. So I would put in $144 as a deposit. But I put the whole $160 in. And needless to say, my wife was always confused about the checking account. And one day she told me, she says, Tom, this the bank is going to just come and take all of our money because they I know something's wrong. There's $2,000 in this account that I know is not there. The numbers don't add up. I said, "Well, just let me take care of that, dear. I'll I'll go I'll go work this out with the bank." So I went down to the bank and took $2,000 out, went down to see my local real estate agent and bought a house. Now, I'm not talking about today. I'm talking about when I was doing it. So the numbers are the numbers are just different with a zero behind them because of inflation. But the idea is the same. So you wouldn't be making a uh, hundred dollars, one hundred and sixty a week. You might be making a hundred to one hundred and fifty dollars a day nowadays. But you know the idea is as you move forward, you just you still just take the ten percent and you put it together so that you do that. And the idea is you're going to run yourself as a business. So if as a business you're making a profit of at least 10%, you're putting away 10% of the money into a side issue where it's not being spent. And those are things that you want to look at. That's kind of how I try to get people to look at their life and see what's, 
how's this going for me? How's this working for me? And first of all, you got to visualize what you're doing and where you're going to be. Where do you want to be in five years? And that's what you do with a business. But what is my business is just me, and this is what I'm trying to teach you. I'm trying to teach you to think of yourself as a business. Where do you want yourself to be? What people do you want around you? What kind of a house do you want to live in? What kind of clothes do you want to wear? What kind of relationships or, or people do you want in your life? And what kind of people do you not want in your life? So that you can say, thank you very much. I really appreciate everything about you, but I have to move on. So um, I'll see you later much. These are things you have to be able to excuse people from your life if they're not part of your plan to move forward. This is just, you either got to train them to be part of your life where, they, where you allow them in, or you just move on. But you have to have that vision. So once you know what you want, now you can start making a plan to get there. Because like I've mentioned to victims of domestic violence, I say, how many people in this room now, you're all victims, how many people here had the plan five years ago to be in this shelter? And naturally, nobody had that plan. But why were they there? Because they didn't plan, so it was their plan. If you have a written plan, you will learn where and when to say the magic word, no. No, I'm not allowing you. No, I'm not allowing that in my life. This will not happen to me because I have a written plan and I have to be about taking care of myself and getting myself to be productive, to have the American dream, which means I produce more than I consume so that I can take care of myself. And from the largesse that I store up, that's what I will give to other people. I am not going to give the shirt off of my back. I'm going to give another shirt that I have in my closet because I must take care of myself. I have to be productive enough to take care of myself first. Then I take care of my future, and once that's done, then I work on other people and try to help them. And that's what I'm doing with this radio show. I mean, I hope that people are listening, and I hope that people are are doing different things. And I do get enough emails every day, that's seven days a week, that I have to do emails. Uh, now, I don't write up a, a big dissertation and... I just answer your questions. People say, well, how can I start saving? How I have no money. How can I start saving? And I write back to what I just said. I start out by 10%. Most statistically in America, people spend 60% of their income on lifestyle. Now, that means if I make a million dollars, I spend $600,000 on my lifestyle. 
Now, you might think if you only make $20,000 a year, or let's make it a number that that's like 12000 Well, I mean, that's really not enough money to, uh, shall we say, have a lavish party. might not be enough to have a lavish drink. So the, the point of it is, is 60%, and you can write these numbers down if you want. This is national statistics. 60% on lifestyle, 30% on taxes and insurance. And then guess what's left over? No, on taxes. And you spend about 6% on insurance, and that leaves you a whopping 4% to spend on anything you want, which is usually your investments. So I just turn this thing around and understand that if you spend 60%, you don't really need to spend 60%, and you don't really need to spend 30% on your taxes. The taxes, the tax code, IRS code, is written for people that want to make a lot of money. Everybody says, oh, no, this is terrible. Well, how come the 1% are constantly getting richer? Because they're buying tax loopholes that get them to the places. And I have no problem with that because it's open to everybody. It's not just open to the 1%. Yes, they get the best benefit if you've got a billion dollars a year income or a million dollars a year income. You can have hire people to... Uh, know all the tax loopholes that benefit you. And like our own president, he didn't pay. I think his tax rate was something like, I could be wrong and I probably shouldn't say this, but I think he paid something like under 20% was taxes. Well, right there is a place where you could look at it and say, well, if he saved 10 he was only 20, there's 10% he could save and put in his bank. But, of course, he's putting other, I mean, he's the president, and so he's a made, a made person. He will always be able to do speaking engagements, and that, that family will never be for want for money. I mean, that that's a done deal. And that's up to him. I mean, he he was very smart and got to be where, he, where he's in an excellent position. But he wants to do economic equalization without productivity equalization. So if you're a person in this country and you're unhappy with the amount of money you earn, it's totally up to you. Raise your production. Like myself, if I want to make more money, I work 70-hour weeks, I have no problem in doing that. I would, instead of doing volunteer work, I could do work that is going to get me money. I could not, you know, like I'm a score mentor and uh, I go to Eve's place and I'm on board of directors for nonprofits uh, and those things. Uh, I could do that or I could spend more time in my businesses. But none of that is is as much fun as I'm having at my at my age. I get to be grumpy and old and do what I want to do. Because when I was younger, I did work 60 and 70 and 80-hour weeks to make money. And that was the whole goal back then. 
I mean, I missed a lot of things with my kids, but I did do some things with them, but not as much as day-to-day things. But they all turned out well, and they're happy and productive human beings. So as a as a dad, um, at one time I was a single dad with three kids. My wife passed away so when she was 33. So I, I do know some of the things, and then I also know some of the things that my kids got into that because I wasn't a stay-at-home dad, uh, they did some things that they, let's just say, experimented with, and I'm happy that they did it when they did it, and not today when there's methamphetamines and heroin and all these other things. And like when you go up to Colorado and find out fourth graders are selling dope, I mean, I'm glad my kids are raised and they can worry about my grandkids. So those are just things that are going on. Um, But one of the things I was talking about um, earlier and I hope some of this makes sense to you. I mean, nobody's called in and asked me a question. And I do know that I I usually get somewhere between 900 and 1,500 people that listen to these calls. But I want you to be active. I'm, my call today is be active. Be invested in, in your life. Get your life turned around. Success or failure, the choice is yours. Embrace your failures as long as you learn from them and say, well, it's not I'm not going to do that again. It's the next time I do that, I'm going to make sure that I take advantage of knowing things in advance, getting things done in writing, making sure that I'm not going to be the only deep pockets in the room for lawyers to come after Knowing how the game is played, that's what you make mistakes for. Not everything that you do in life is going to be a winner. So know it's okay to have a mistake. Just pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and move on toward the vision that you have created in your mind and put down on paper. You don't do it on a computer. Do not tell me... Oh, yes, I have my uh, business plan, and I put it on my computer. And I say, did you handwrite it first? No. Sorry, doesn't work. You have to handwrite it first. Then you can put it in your computer. But you have to handwrite it, which is telling your subconscious that it's important to you. Typing on a computer doesn't get it. Anyway, that's just old school me. Uh, silly me with my old ways of doing stuff, but I found out a whole bunch of stuff that doesn't work, and that's what I'm trying to save you from. Um, One of the things that I try to do every day, it's like today I had a meeting with a gentleman. We're doing a, uh, I'm helping promote an angel group that will invest in companies that is very similar to Shark Tank, uh, where People learn they have to give up some of their company. They have to be productive. They have to be proactive. All the things they have to do to make a business go and be prosperous. Uh, So I'm going to some of those meetings, and we're working today. One of the groups that I'm involved in is Leadership West here on the the west side of Phoenix. Uh, There's been, in the last 20 years, 40 
400 people have graduated from the program, and we want to help the west side of Phoenix grow. And it's not just grow and have a bunch of big boxes. It's grow and having local businesses owning the local growth so that people can live and work here on the west side. That's what we're up to. I mean, that's my little small-scale job that I'm, I'm working on. And in order to do that, in order to be part of that, and have my life run in an orderly manner and, and be productive, each day I start out with writing down 10 things. And it can be 10, it can be 11, it can be 15. It has to be at least 10. And if you're a morning person, you do it in the morning and plan out your day. If you're a night person, you do it before you go to bed to do a mind dump onto a piece of paper. It's you, your pen or pencil, and a piece of paper, and you write down by hand the things that you want to accomplish the next day. You can always put it in your computer after you do the writing. But you have to write it, and you write 10 or more things that you have to do the following day. And then you have to write five things that you're grateful for. So, like, I have a lot of things that I repeat. So every day I'm grateful for my wife, Suzanne. Every day I'm grateful for my family, even my brother that's suing me. I'm grateful for all the things that I have in my life. I'm grateful for my faith that I have. I'm grateful for the company that I get to keep and people I can have as, call my friends and who will call me their friend. Um, I write out five things that I'm grateful for. I'm grateful that I'm in a country that allows me to do things that benefit what I think and how I want to live and how I want to help people uh, with their lives. So you write down the things that you want to do, that you are going to do, and the things that you're grateful for. And then I try to figure out, and this is what I mentioned before, too. I, I was telling you about how to, how to get to be happy, how to be a happy person. Because I would say 80% of my day I'm I'm very happy. I have to do some things that don't make me happy. They're business decisions that's based on business. People say, oh, well, you have this, and you own a country club, and you do this, and so you should give me. Well, I'm sorry. That isn't my criteria of why I should give. I only want to help people that want to help themselves. Yourselves... If you want to be helped I'm, and you're willing to do some work on it, I'm there. If you write a business plan for your business and you send it to me as a SCORE mentor and as a, a businessman, I will critique it for you. I will make you suggestions that would normally cost you a heck of a lot of money, and it's free. Did I say it's free? Yes, it's free. But guess what? You have to do the work to do it. I'm not writing it for you. I will help you. I will critique and do things like that. But those are things that make me happy. So I'm not going to give the things that don't make me happy. So that's how I'm 
as a grumpy old man, that's what I get to do. I get to set things and have it be exactly how I want it. And if it isn't, I I get to this point where all my friends say, you can't say you don't care. And the fact is, I do care. But I'm not going to let the fact that I care about how things happen uh, interfere with what I want to do. Other people's problems don't make it my obligation. So I look at life and I need seven things to be happy. First thing is you've got to make good friends. And doesn't mean, I'm not saying how many friends, but I did make plural friends with S on the end. That means more than one. If you've got more than one friend, you are a winner. So having good friends, and what does that mean? A friend to me, by definition, is a person I get something from. And by definition, they get something from me. I don't I don't sit down and decide, is this a fair trade? This isn't a business deal. A friend is, that's a person that I know and I love that person. I have a friend in California. We had several motorcycle rides together. We didn't do any business together. We just did fun things. And he now has cancer and only has about four months to live. He's my friend, and I hope he got, while he was alive or while he's getting ready to move on, that he got something from me. But it's not my job to figure out what that is. And that's how how I... Per- this is just me. I mean, each person gets to, to do it the way they want. But have good friends. Uh, I just, I just wish Chuck all the best on his, on his this life-ending part. Then uh, you have make good friends and be a friend. That's number one. Uh, and the second thing is to be happy. You actually thank people. Don't, don't go out of your way to say, oh, I, I just love your new hairs. I love your, 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 your uh, nails. Oh, that looks so pretty. It, just thank people for being who they are and being your friend. And you, you need to do that every day. Uh, then the third thing is you actually have to have career goals that you are actively pursuing. You can't get up in the morning like 70% of Americans that say, oh, I hate my job. I am in a nowhere-going job. Whose fault is that? Is it the president's fault? Is it this person's fault? It's your fault. If you're in a no-end job, a living on a treadmill job. That's eight to ten hours a day. You got twenty-four. What are you doing with the other fourteen hours? How about going out and getting more education? How about learning to be more productive on your job? How about showing an interest in your job and your boss and figuring out 
How can you be more productive? How can you make your boss more money so your boss can look at you and say, oh, what a concept. This person understands. They're trying to help me grow my business. Maybe I should try to keep them around. How do I do that? Maybe it's give them perks. It might even be maybe give them some more money. That's how you grow. That's using your brain and finding things that you can do. Actually pursue goals. And then the other thing is do things you excel at often. doesn't mean you're going to do things if you can run a 100-yard dash in nine seconds. I would say you can probably uh, make as much money as you want to. So when you look around at it, that's 100 meters, of course. Uh, if you're doing that, if you have some skill that's so physically outstanding, uh, you will have no problem having the financial rewards, but it's what you do with those financial rewards. It's guys like Mike Tyson who made millions of dollars and then had people fleece him because he wasn't taking care of business. He didn't put the right people around him. He didn't surround him with friends. I mean, when Gus Amato died, that, that was his friend. But you have to do things that you excel at so you feel good about yourself and you grow from it and you don't lord it over other people. You figure out how to do things you excel at and you learn how to give back at that. Now, number five is you have to give. What does that mean? I mean, I, I'm i here. I'm trying to sell my book. Okay, you could say that. Uh, I'm trying to do this. And do I make money from selling my book? Let's look at that. No. I have a program where when I sell books, they're $20. If you buy it online, it's 10 Naturally, it doesn't cost a lot to sell it online, but the money that it's about the same money that goes to... Um, to the uh, autistic uh, kids program that I have here at my club. So all the funds, profits from the book go that way. So the real profit is the fact that it helps people and puts them on a path that they can get the success that they want. But that's part of giving is you have that. Now, I've already taken care of my food, clothing, and shelter, which is the money I need to live on. So I don't need that money to to uh, do other things. This gives you the idea of you have to find something that you can give at. And like I say, if you work your job and it takes 10 hours a day, that's eight at the job and it's two an hour going and coming or preparation to go and come. Uh, that's 14 hours left. So you've got some other time that you can give. And what you don't want to do is waste it. You can be reading a book. You can be uh, surfing the Internet for data that can help you in your job, how to advance in your job, how to get a degree in the thing that you're doing. Um, then you try to look at what's what's the sixth thing okay i i got i got this make friends actually thank people pursue written goals do things that i excel at and give and now 
one of the things that, that I want to put out here is what else are you looking at? Is don't single chasing money and stuff. What does that mean? That means if you have $100 million, which I don't, um, what is it that you want? What kind of trappings do you need around you? Do you need a, a yacht that costs a, a million dollars a foot? No, I mean, you don't need it, but if that's what you want, I mean, I think that you should pursue that. But I personally got off of that train, and that's the thing that Napoleon Hill would put up, who, who's the one that I, I readily admit is, is the person that got me started on having a written program, having a goal. Um, in my book, I have a copy of his uh, things of how to achieve any goal. You go through the steps, focus, how much do you want? What are you going to do to get it? Start it today. Have a written plan. All these different things. And you put it all down on an eight and a half by 11 piece of paper of what you're going to do to get that goal and you search and you strive to get money. I think that people don't need more than $75,000 a year of a total income. So striving for more than that, what do you really need it for? So I would rather make that kind of money and pay as little taxes as possible legally, not not by doing things that are not correct, but by doing things according to the law so that you pay the minimum amount of taxes and get the most bang for the bucks that you're earning. And the rest of it, you should really be in a position to to either start other businesses that benefit people or give it in other different ways. Um, but larger, larger amounts than you figure out what you need for food, clothing, and shelter to, to cover your dream. Here's my vision. I want to have this kind of a house, this kind of a car, this kind. And as you get older, you find out stuff that I bought 20 years ago was really dumb. I mean, it made me feel good at the moment, but then when you're done buying it, you felt like you got ripped off. So why need it? So we don't have to make a lot of money to be consumers. We have to make a lot of money to employ the excess funds, get the money to be working. So what way I used to say it is, get your money to come in so you don't have to go in. You know what that means? Your money goes out and earns money, and that comes into you, so you don't have to go into a dead-end job. Your money will make you more money than you do. And then the seventh thing, live the life you want to live. That's how you become happy. That's my seven points of, of being happy. Um, uh, I would like to tell you to go online to www.successorfailure.com and read the book. We have, uh, you can you can order it on online. You can contact me at Tom at SunCityCountryClub.org and uh, order a book, and I will send it to you. It's $20. Uh, the, that pays for the book and shipping. 
and ten dollars goes to the uh, to the autistic program I have here at at Sun City Country Club. It's a golf program that I put together to help autistic children learn, and it's we we try to have it about ten years old to eighteen. That's the the age group that we want, and it that can be expanded on either side be, depending on the focus ability of the child. Um, so we have a program that you can do that. Uh, and the last thing I want to do is tell you how to get things done. And if you do nothing else except write this thing I'm going to tell you, I did not invent these words, I just teach them. And it's ten two-letter words to make anything happen that you want to have happen in your life. And that is, if it is to be, it is up to me. Don't let the government be the nanny state that helps you get what you want. Sit down and write out what you want in your life. Write out a plan to get the life you have visualized and live a balanced life. Live to be happy and free. That's what this country is supposed to be about. It's not to be, we're not supposed to be a nanny state where the government takes care of us. The government should only be in our lives for protection and defending our Constitution instead of trying to rip it to shreds. That's my political statement for life. (laughs) I mean, if nothing else, if you disagree with that, write me an email. I'm at Tom at SunCityCountryClub.org. And uh, I I wish to thank everybody for, for listening and for your cooperation in getting your life together so that you can help other people. Thank you very much. Tom Legring, Sun City Country Club. And I want to uh, I want to thank you for joining us on Success or Failure with Tom today and Terry, who will be back next month. We hope you join us next month at 9 a.m. on the last Wednesday of the month, or anytime on BlogTalkRadio.com/backslash/BoomerAndBabe. In the meanwhile, you can talk contact me at by email Tom at SunCityCountryClub.org with questions. Once again, this is Tom Legring for Dr. Terry Munther reminding you success or failure, the choice is yours. Thank you very much. You've been listening to Success or Failure with Tom Legring and Terry Munther. Success or Failure is a Boomer and the Babe Enterprises radio production. Contact them at boomerandthebabe.com.